Welcome to Buffalo Bill Presents Whatever Burger, Volume 2. Okay, Kurt. Yeah? It's time to play What'd You Quit and How Ragey Did You Get? <laughs> I like that. That rhymes. <laughs> yeah, I like I that I came too. up with that like five minutes ago. So yeah, we're 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 assembling um, some of our guests and perhaps ourselves as well. Um, best rage quits over the course of our respective lives, or the nearest thing that comes to a you know whatever comes comes closest to a rage quit. So Kurt, what do you got? All right. So my first teaching job, I taught in a district in rural Minnesota. Yeah, I remember this. And yeah, when I got hired at the job, they were overhauling the music department like completely. All three there were three of us new that year, and when I applied, it was. Both band director positions were open and they kind of, it was just a blanket interview. I really was interested in being high school director, but I was offered the job as a middle school director and you're coming straight out of college and it looks to be a respectable job. You say yes. (laughs) Sure. Okay. So, and I also knew, I also knew the guy who was hired as high school director. He had been a classmate of mine at, in college and um, he had gotten laid off from his previous position. He's a little bit older than me and he had, you know, um, you did a new position. He got hired as the high school director there. So you and got I a lo- drinking buddy. Yeah. Well, and I knew, and I knew him and I liked him and I knew we'd work together and get along well. And I go. also kind of knew that he wasn't going to stay there in the long term. <laughs> so um, far. He, had a, he had, he had a girlfriend a hundred miles away, sure. which eventually became a fiance. And he kind of wanted to, I, I knew he wanted to get back to that area. So I was like, you know, bide my time in a couple of years, maybe he'll you know, he'll, he'll move on. And then high school job will open. I could move into that position. Sounds like everything's looking up. Yeah. Yeah. It's all going to go really well. It sounds like it. (laughs) Yeah. Continue. Happily ever after nothing changed. (laughs) Um, But uh, (laughs) the end of that that first school year, um, he actually started looking for jobs back closer to where he had previously worked and landed one right at the end of the school year. So I was like, wow, that was fast. So I applied to, to take the high school band director position. And it was the end of the school year and it was like just really quiet and I heard nothing and I heard nothing for <laughs> like a week after I applied for that position. So I popped into school and found the high school principal and asked him what was going on. And basically in that time, um, they had decided because they had turned over, they, they had decided with finger quotes um, <laughs> that since they had such upheaval in the music department the previous year with three new teachers out of four that they didn't want to do a lot of upheaval and they wanted me to stay in the middle school position. And then they kind of went through the process and hired someone else. Now it gets who they hired was also a classmate of mine in college who I knew was going to be the exact opposite situation. (laughs) Um, Plus the hiring committee was two people, the superintendent and the high school principal. Neither of the other music teachers were asked to be on the committee. Oh, Uh, doing oh and by the way the superintendent was retiring june 30th and the high school principal was moving to a new principal job on july 1st so they're both in lame duck jobs they don't have to live with the consequences they have no investment whatsoever oh yeah talk about the worst situation ever so as soon as that that all happened i'm like okay and i immediately started looking at new positions (laughs) (laughs) i mean i didn't like run out the door i was like you know what if i don't i'm not running to any new job but if i there's some jobs out there i'm interested i'm going to apply take take a chance to look around and that's how i landed the job where i currently teach in wisconsin now this is now late (laughs) july last you know july 20 july 23 somewhere you know it's getting pretty late in the summer and I interview here and I get the position and I decide to accept it. And of course, everything has to move very, very fast. July. It's July. Uh-huh. And I'm high school band director, which also means marching camp in August. <laughs> so, oh, boy. So things are moving fast. So um, I wrote up my letter of resignation. I went over to the school to turn it into my principal, the middle school principal, who I really, really liked. And he was great. And he was still there, but he was out of town on vacation. And the only person in the office to accept my letter of resignation was the new high school principal, whom I had never met. <laughs> that is how I met him. <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. I quit. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
so yeah, that's kind of stayed for him. Right? Like, well, did I do something? Was it something I said? No, but everyone else did. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, so you got I stuck went, with all this. I upheaval. walked into his office and I introduced myself and I said, "Well, I'm kind of here, and you know, this is going to be weird and awkward, but I'm here to <laughs> submit my letter of resignation." And uh, the, the middle school principal's not here, so I can't give it to him. He's actually, you know, my my actual boss. And he was like, "Oh." <laughs> and then he kind of asked me about it and just chatted for a few minutes he wanted to know where and then i told him exactly what had happened i said you know the previous high school director had left that's the position i really wanted i threw my name in the hat they didn't even give me an interview they didn't they didn't tell me about it till after all the decisions were done they could have even said you know if they had done the res- the courtesy of you know we don't want to turn everything over in upheaval but would you be on the committee to help us find someone because if they had done that then they wouldn't have i wouldn't have let them hire the person that they hired uh-huh. who by the way lasted one year and was out the door and kind of ran the high school program <laughs> to the so ground they're just like churning I, administration and, and music teachers out at this place yep so revolving door and then, of course, I so I you know I explained this whole thing, and I said, "Well, I, I really wanted the high school job when I started here, but I was happy to take the middle school job. I kind of knew that the high school job would eventually open. I was surprised it was just one year, but and once I and you know, and I said to him, I'm like, and it's kind of strange that the only people making the hiring were two people that were on their way out the door in a couple of weeks." <laughs> to which he responded, "Yeah," <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he basically said, "Well." I remember, I don't remember if it was the exact wording, but it was something along the lines. Well, I guess I don't blame you. <laughs> so it's like I suspected I took a job in a really uh, crappy situation, and now you've convinced me that uh, that my suspicions were true, and now yeah. I'm screwed. And now many years <laughs> and is your new high school hiring, <laughs> Kurt. Kurt. Yep. Many yes. years later, now are you still a little salty about it? Oh, uh, uh, like I said, yeah. If if they had set it up front to me. Yeah. And said, you know, we're not going to consider you because we just hired three new people. We don't want to shuffle people around, which is hilarious because we literally taught high school, middle school band in the same room. We shared an office. We shared lessons with each other. It was like a program that we ran together. Hmm. Which, so it's not like the high schoolers didn't know who I was. <laughs> I was in the room all of the time. Yeah. And half of them I was giving lessons to because... I was kind of a brass and percussion guy and the other director was a woodwind guy. So that's how we kind of split our lesson load up so we could focus on what we, what we knew best. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Kurt. That was lovely. That's a nice appetizer. It wasn't a a table flipping rage quit, but it was like kind of a, a little bit of a dicking over and you said, okay, Mm -hmm. fine. (laughs) I'm leaving. I'm out. <laughs> and, the, and the horse you rode in on. <laughs> oh, and high, high new high school principal. Um, oh. <laughs> so the, the problem that they that they were hoping to solve of not turning around the music department caused, still caused, have to do anyway. <laughs> yeah, it, it probably caused more turnover. Yeah. Well, well th- thank you for playing. There and we go. You're wildly over time. So. You're welcome. <laughs> it puts the letters on the burger or else it gets the grill again. Whatever. Hey, Jim. Hey. It's time to play. What did I rage quit? <laughs> uh. I forgot already. It's time to play. Uh, what? What do you? Uh, what'd you quit? And how ragey did you get? That's what it is. <laughs> oh, it's just like what you do through the snowblower. Um, yeah. <laughs> it rhymed. I like yeah, that. No. Just no, like last okay. week. Yeah. All right, Jim. My, get, my... Get it to us. My son was very happy I was going back on Nerdberg. He's like, it's been a while. I said, yeah, yeah. So he was happy sitting over there. And when I told him about this little segment, he <laughs> didn't hesitate a minute, not a second. And he said, you're going to tell him about Blood Bowl? Blood Bowl. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we you, go. Are you familiar with the game Blood Bowl by Games Workshop? I am not. Essentially, yes. It, <laughs> it is a it is the Games Workshop Fantasy Universe. Games Workshop's Fantasy Universe is a huge classic fantasy with orcs, elves, humans, monsters, everything, right? Right. And, and it was originally and ins- a instead of miniatures fighting games, which is mostly what they do, is like it's like minis fighting, you know, like war war skirmishes and things. Blood Bowl. They um, they took the opportunity to yeah. boil that down. Into a football game. Yeah, they, the orcs and which the elves is, fight in football. Okay. <laughs> which is very interesting because you'd think they'd do a soccer game, given that they're all out of Britain. 
but they based it on the NFL explicitly, although they hid it to avoid copyright problems. Well, well sure, because they have to be violent. Right. It's and the, it's, it's I, the, I guess that was it. The and, two O's so football. They create, what's this? The, the football with two O's and not, not a U. I know, right. Not football. Um, Larger and, audience, and so I they guess. created this game. Now, this game is old. This game is, it's been out for years. And when my wife and I had first moved into our apartment, this is before we owned our home, uh, behind the barber shop, very fondly remembered. Uh, and we had invited a bunch of people over. And Blood Bowl, like all the other games, workshop games of that era, was highly overruled and highly all this other stuff. But I was in. Uh, these are some people that certainly Craig would know. Among those there were uh, Heath Denicus. Hey, Heath. And uh, and and uh, and Eric Fredrickson, who is sort of the the main guy, E Freds. So these are the guys that are all coming over. And there's a bunch of other people, and this is really the problem. We were going to create a Blood Bowl league, <laughs> which is one, which is one of the things you can do in the game, where six, seven, eight, nine people create a team, build their team, uh, tweak it. We can have trades, uh, and and the results carry over from match to match. I had spent a week and a half leading up to this. It was going to be hosted at my home. Was going to be. It was going to be hosted (laughs) at my home. I had laid out the table. I had, uh, Eric had brought up the boards. I had set them out and I had worked on my team. They were going to be the men of the Verdant Bay. Go figure. And I had created special players all based on Lombardi era Packers. Awesome. You know, of course. Old school. I had painted the miniatures green and gold. Oh, yeah. We were, I was ready to go. My guys were going to be awesome. You pulled out all the stops. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. This is 100% in. This is going to be Jimmy's new religion. Yeah. You know, and Eric Fredrickson is bringing people I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> but he's like, oh yeah, this guy's really cool. Like, and whatever he's whatever gonna set the, this up, and he whatever the date host this is is gonna be a holiday for you know every year <laughs> yeah. from now on. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, no. This was going to go on. <laughs> it was, huh? And 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 so uh I get set up and we have our first match, and everybody comes over. We got snacks, we got food, we got booze, we got sodas, we are ready for a nerd night. This is gonna rule. And mm-hmm. I am set. My first fixture is against Heath. And he's playing the orcs and I'm playing the humans. Heath played the orcs. Now, none of us really knew the game Blood Bowl. We sort of understood it conceptually. (laughs) But until you play a game, you don't understand how it works, how it really flows, or how the game thinks. So I sat my little humans across from his orcs. Yeah. And figured I'll play a football game. Oh, my lineman will block, and my highly skilled passer will pass. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. Blood Bowl <laughs> is about violence. Is it appropriately named? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and almost immediately, Heath, and again, Heath was not doing any, he was in no way cheating or, or using secret skills. Playing the game the way it, the was, it was intended. Yes, yeah. he was playing the game as intended, and he sent his orcs after me, and they start blowing me up. <laughs> K- I find killing out your, later, killing your players, and right? you're and you're Lombardi on the sideline. Get in there, Mister. Get in there, <laughs> Mister. Hit him hard. Grab, 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 grab. What the hell's going on there? <laughs> you know, I'm watching this. I'm watching my plan literally melt. In before my eyes, <laughs> everything I do, his guys look at me. I'm trying to block these orcs. Now, anybody who's played Blood Bowl, anybody in your audience is laughing hysterically right now. Jim's Jim's over there. Hut 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 hut. hut, yeah, hut yes. Hut. <laughs> all, right, all right, get in there. Get in there. Get leverage. Leverage. Come on. Nothing. Nothing. And every time Heath goes, Red forty-two Oklahoma bam, left. Right, yeah. Bam. Bam. <laughs> I'm, I am getting madder and madder and madder. I am just losing all bodily control. And finally, finally, I had set, I, I, oh, 
I had my, set up uh, one of the types of characters you can have is a catcher. And I had named mine Crazy Legs McGee. <laughs> Mixing, <laughs> you know, obviously after Max McGee. Right. And so I had Crazy Legs McGee. And I had this image when I was building this game in my mind. Crazy Legs McGee would go out and Bart Starr would throw to him. And, oh, those orcs would look stupid, blah, blah. And instead the orcs came in like a like a slippery roof. Yeah. And <laughs> right? the, that was one him, right? of the one of the black orcs, and I can still see it, got into his tackle zone, blocked him, and killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Jim's sitting there with like this this deep fleshed out backstory for all of his characters, so he's narrating yes. how his his family is mourning. Yeah. <laughs> His wife and child. Yes. <laughs> the imaginary. And, and, and the and funeral was held at. <laughs> you know, killed him. And that act, that's, you know, and Heath, to his rare credit, because Heath, you know, <laughs> will probably tell you he's a jerk. Heath is like, oh, Jim, I'm sorry. And he rolls one die and my guy's injured. He rolls another die and he's dead. Nice. And we're all going, is that for sure? Can we look that up? <laughs> Is Jim's character really dead? I f- just lost it. <laughs> I made clear that I never wanted to play this dumb game again. <laughs> you were all... At- my wife will tell you that I all but told the people they were excused from my home. <laughs> Please leave now and take your stupid game <laughs> with you. I, no, no. Here's the thing. I was so angry. I was so angry. This is like I said to you, Craig, offline. This is like a confession because I still feel bad about this 25 years later. That's okay. This will be cathartic. You'll... Yeah, it is. I still feel horrible about this. I think I was so mad. Everyone's like, hey, Jim, could you clean this up? We're just going to head out, okay? They wanted to get out of my personal space. <laughs> I still have those games. They're just sitting in the closet they're, taunting They're you. in a closet. I still have to get them back to Fredrickson. <laughs> Jim, you know what that's like? What's that? That's like that's like someone that stays with an abusive spouse. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you, yeah, you haven't gotten rid of them? Except I locked my abusive spouse in a closet. <laughs> like, don't you ever look at me again. And I've since come to love Blood Bowl. I love playing it on the PC and all this, but oh my God. Yeah, that was a bad Saturday night. D- deep down, Jim is saying, well, maybe someday. <laughs> I'll play with my son. I'll teach him to play the way I wanted to play. It's, it's, <laughs> and, 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 you know, years later, this is literally years. Yeah. Years later, I came to read strategy guides and things that made it quite clear how dumb I was playing that game. <laughs> it was, awesome. Nobody does that. So, so yeah, that was... Uh, uh, that was my twenty-five year ago rage queen. Like, but Jim, it's got the it's got the word blood in it, and you're like, but it's also got the word bull in it. <laughs> I figured there would be elaborate blocking schemes. Hey Jim, I figured I was going to be allowed to, you know, you know. Well, what's a there? Every team's got a bread and butter play, a simple ground gainer. This is mine. <laughs> The flying you know, we've bee. all seen Vince talk about his how about his Packers sweep. Right. You know, I was I actually, you know, now that you say that, I was trying to run the Packers sweep. <laughs> Cuz I figured that was a thing you would do in a game about football. Hey Jim. Not have your receiver killed by the <laughs> evil black orc guy. Does it feel like a weight <clears throat> has been lifted off your chest a little? Kind of does. There you go. Kind of does putting that out in space. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. How about yeah. that? Thanks, Nerdburger. You're welcome. You're welcome. Cool. Thanks, Jim. Put the f***ing letters on the whatever burger. Hello, Larry. Well, hello. Hello, Larry. <laughs> hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> hey, it's uh, rage quit time. So, uh, yeah, what do you Larry, got? yeah, what, uh, well, <laughs> what'd you quit and how ragey did you get? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say it was rage quit, but this is probably the, I don't know, the most unprofessional way i've ever quit <laughs> oh that's good too i like that <laughs> yeah that's a that's an acceptable spin that could be a whole other that could be a whole nother one but let's let's, yes. let's cover uh, it here. 
let's see. Uh, well, I got to give you some backstory. I had worked at a uh, Taco Mac in Douglasville for about six months prior to this job. Uh, my friend John Whitman and I had gone to help this guy out who had moved from a small restaurant into a really big restaurant and didn't really know how to run this big restaurant. So my friend John and I went to help him out. Um, they didn't have order guides. They didn't have, they were kind of flying by the seat of their pants, didn't know what the heck they were doing. So um, we were working six days a week, basically set up order guides, got the place running correctly, did all this stuff. Um, and then the guy fired us because he didn't need us anymore. Because, <laughs> nice. because he, you know, he had all the stuff he needed now because we fixed his business for him. And then he was like, okay. Was no. this the expectation? No. <laughs> Whoa, okay. <laughs> so. The next job I had was a place called, well, I don't know if I should call, I don't even know if it's open anymore, Max Loggers. Um, a guy that I'd worked with before said, hey, these people need some help here at Max Loggers. Um, so I went there to work. Um, and the, my first day, um, I was basically, my first day, uh, he, he they needed help in the kitchen, which I'd done before. It wasn't my forte, but I've done kitchen. So... Uh, my first day, I basically, they threw me on the grill because some guy didn't show up. Oh, and, that's good. And blah, 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 blah. Uh, so wait, you're there to manage, and they've got you flipping burgers. But he can do it. I, it's I, good. I, I muddled through. I'm not a grill cook, but I, I muddled <laughs> through. I, I The first day, you know, you walk in, hey, we need you on the grill. And I was making burgers and chicken sandwiches well, you've, and whatever. Well, you grilled and, burgers here on, on, on the deck of our studio, and, and you could have you could have convinced me that you had done that professionally before. <laughs> you know, flat well, brick on a shingle, rack them. You got that kind of thing yeah. going on where the, the weight just comes back. <laughs> the shorthand. Yeah, Shows the, the weird shorthand. It was kind of an open kitchen, too. So I'm looking at the dining room. I'm like, okay, I have no idea what I'm doing did you here. Have a, did like, you have Tickets are coming in. I have no idea what any of the things are, what the toppings are. I've never worked here before. And they're like, a they're filthy like, apron and like course, a silly yeah. paper hat on. <laughs> they're like, go. And I'm like, okay. All right. Uh, the dishwasher didn't show up. So we had to call some guy from uh, Recovery Center, which is basically, you know, people that are trying to make their lives better and you pay them this much an hour or whatever. Um, so it was kind of like a mess the first day. The second day was supposed to be my day off. And I was at home, and the owner called me and was like, hey, this happened, and this happened, and this happened. I need you to come in and work. Can you come in? And I was like, you know, <laughs> I just got done working a place for six months where they had nothing. And we were, I was working six days a week, did all this stuff, and made, basically got their business to where it needed to be, and then got let go. I'm not ready to do that again. <laughs> so, no, I'm not going to come in today, and I'm not going to be coming back again. Wow. <laughs> After so this, one day. This poor yeah. guy suffered. Yeah. And for all you know, and all, that could have been your dream job. No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. So That's... one day on, the next day supposed to be off. Right. First day doesn't go so great, and they call you. And, want hey, me to, and I'm like, um, I see where this is going. <laughs> I hate to do this. I just but... got done doing this. I don't want to do that again. So I'm just, yeah, I'm not going to come in today. Yeah. Having a really strong. I'm not going to come in tomorrow either. Strong deja <laughs> vu feeling yeah. here. So yeah, I'm going to have yeah. to say no. You don't have to pay me for that day. We'll just, you know, yeah, that's the good. way you do it too. You don't. You never show up there for your paycheck. No, you just nope. <laughs> unless you're Dwayne Gay. No, nobody knows who you're talking about, Mike. Not coming back, and we'll call okay. it even. Unless you're a, a dumb 19 year old college student who yes. who left worked, his job, worked one day at an A and W, three three days, and then and then bailed on Oktoberfest weekend. <laughs> yeah. Mm. No, I had a job like that where I worked one day and. I, I let them know that I wasn't coming back yeah. before I left. I uh -huh. finished my shift, and then I said, this this is not going to work out, mm -hmm. and you don't have to pay me for today. And they were all like, no, 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 we'll pay you. And I'm like, nah, don't worry about it. It's cool. No. You thought you had the position filled, and now you don't, so you don't have to pay me. Right. Bye. <laughs> and then I never, ever went there ever again. Where was this? <laughs> it was a, a, a deli. With yeah. a catering, comp a much larger than I was told catering component out run being run out of the back. Uh, <laughs> got it. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> that's my story. 
Thank you, Larry. You're welcome. <laughs> Why don't you cram your junk between your legs and pretend like you're a pretty lady? Whatever. Hey, Ando. Hi, Mike. Welcome back. Thank you. Um, thank you for helping us come up with a, a name for this that we didn't use. <laughs> Always it, a pleasure. It's uh, it's called Whatever Burger. And, I have and a feeling what I came up with was better, but <laughs> there were there were a lot, but uh, I I had decided it was going to be that. But it's oh, well. it's going to be certain. Um, shall we say personalities present whatever burger, mm-hmm. possibly one or more, depending on how we feel. So anyway, <laughs> uh, we're doing rage quits oh, fun. this time. This is our first topic. Um, so Ando, give us the synopsis of the moment it actually happened because we all know what your rage quit is yeah but we're gonna hear the actual moment what'd you quit and how ragey did you get okay so of course this is about leaving my corporate career behind uh after working uh as a web developer for nine years i basically had had realized that i hated the career and so uh, the company I was working for at the time was based in Knoxville, Tennessee, and I was uh, in Knoxville for a business trip. Um, and uh, we were having this big team supper right after the, this day of work. And right before we left work, I was called into my manager's office, and I thought I was about to be given a pat on the back for a project I had worked on recently. That went very well. Yeah, that went very well. And, and why I, wouldn't you? Exactly. You know, they, they actually usually did stuff like that. And I had been complimented by the guy running the project. So I naively thought that's what it was. Um, but instead, my boss and my grand boss uh, handed me a two page performance write up where they said that my work was not really up to the level that they were expecting from someone of my position within the company. Um, with details of here's the specific incidents that give us this this impression. And so they said you can either undergo a rigorous 30-day uh, per, uh, performance improvement plan, which they said was still no guarantee because at any point during or immediately after, if they didn't see the amount of improvement that they wanted, they could still fire me. Um, also, the performance write-up would be put in my permanent personnel file and oh. would technically be there if anyone ever like called for a reference or anything. Or, Even like after these bosses were gone, somebody could go to your permanent file. Right. If somebody contacted that, that right. company. Right. Yeah, that's a dick move. So wait uh, a minute. They sidelined you with this. Right before we were about to go to a, a, a Like team. the company party. Well, not a whole company. <laughs> it was just our specific team. Our, right. But, but, but they still. were both going to be there. Um, and or it, I could do this performance improvement plan or I could submit. At least wait until after the party. Or God. I could submit a three week notice and resign. And they would, in which point they would not put the write up in my performance in my personnel file because I would no longer be an employee. And I was like, um, "Can I maybe have tonight to think about it and talk to my wife?" And like, "Yeah, sure, go ahead. That's fine. You can tell us in the morning, first thing in the morning when you get in." So I had to then go to this supper, and by the time I got there, there was only two seats left: the one I sat in and the one across from me that my boss who had just given me this write-up was sitting there. Oh, so you had to sit across from this guy and stare at him the whole time. And just yes. look at his puss the whole and evening. And pretend to all of my <laughs> other teammates that I'm okay, which I wasn't. Oh, so right. I get back to the... I, and how I, long did this last? Well, I checked out pretty early. I, didn't, I, did, I was not the first to leave, but I think I was the second to leave. And I went back to the hotel room. I called Katie May, and I was like, okay, so... <laughs> Um, here's what happened. And we sat there and talked about it for a while. You know, I, of course, cried a bit trying to figure out what's going on, how we were going to handle it. I knew we knew I was going to get out, but just we weren't really, quote unquote, ready yet. But she said, you know what, Ando, just leave. Just just be done with it. And I'm like, but we're not really ready. And I don't want to I was facing down, you know, get another development job that I'm still going to hate and, and be miserable there for another year or two. You know, it felt so disingenuous, like, we'll figure it out. Just leave. Just, you're, you're done. Obviously, this is the universe telling you you're done. So I... Uh, she knew you were looking for permission to yeah. for yourself. <laughs> yes, I was. And Katie and may being cool me. like that yes. is she's like, yeah, okay, she just let's roll. Me. Let's just so It's <laughs> a long time coming. Yeah. yeah. So I walked in there first thing the next morning and, and went into my boss's office. And I, I genuinely think that they thought that was going to be like the little the boot in the pants I needed to, to actually... <laughs> and instead you were like... So, so, I, so I will at least say that I was I was courteous about it because I didn't want to like burn a bridge or anything. Sure. But I walked in and I'm like, well, guys, thank you for the opportunity. I think I'll be taking that three week notice. And they're like, what? oh, <laughs> well, 
okay then just put it in you know writing. put it in writing yeah. and give it to us and and we'll we'll take care of things so i you know shook their hands and that is went the, back and just that was it i gotta tell you this ando that is the employee <laughs> version or that's the employer version that they have to suck that yes mm-hmm. of the employee who goes into the boss and says I want to raise or I'm going to have to leave. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. I've got this offer on the right. table and if you can't beat it, I'm going to go. And the boss calls the and, bluff. And it's the, you, like, there's, there's, the, there's the calling the bluff factor. <laughs> yep. And they, they put that out there Yep, and, and, and made the ultimatum done. and you didn't, you didn't go for it. And they were, oh, well, well crap. Because the employees in that position where the boss says, you know, I'm sorry, we can't give you that raise. Well, that, that employee, now that employee has to leave. Right. They can't stay. Otherwise, they're over the barrel. I think that they just didn't. From now on, I just think they didn't realize how miserable I really was, which kind of <laughs> goes to show that they didn't really know me as well as they thought they did, because yeah, the, they, they must have just thought yeah. that I was just being lazy or in a slump or wasn't paying attention or something, or but, they weren't paying attention, something like that. But you know, they just said, "Hey, you know, shape up or ship out." So I said, "Okay." There's just a, there's just a lot of things that weren't were, were, <laughs> weren't working well in that relationship. Yep. You weren't enjoying the work. They weren't noticing that you weren't enjoying the work. Yep. And so, bye bye. Yep. So that's my rage quit. <laughs> awesome. Drop. Your th- your three your three week notice rage quit. Yep. Because you're a good guy. Yep. Well, thank you, Ando. Of course. Is this a great big whatever? Hey, Michael. Hey, Craig and Mike. How we doing? Welcome back. Thanks for having me back. And uh, it's a little weird jumping right into this without the theme music, to be honest. It is, isn't it? <laughs> well, there there was like there's no lubrication whatsoever. Whoa! Just jumping on there, it. And- there was theme music about 35 minutes prior to right. you talking just now, give or take. Right. <laughs> nice know if, where if memory serves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, what are we doing today? Uh, today we're going to uh, we're going to hear your best rage quit. Do you have a story oh, ready for us? Uh, I have. I mean, I'm, I'm an old school rage quitter. Um, I, I thought about. Because you know you've got like like relationship rage quits and and professional rage quits mm-hmm. and, and I think friendship we, we had, rage quits and we have relationship rage quit yet. I don't believe so. I, well, I, I I my I think my favorite rage quit was when I was I th- believe I was either eighteen or nineteen and I was working at Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> what is it with Blockbuster we and the people on this about show? Blockbuster I don't know. Last I, week. I, it was my first job in video games because I, mean, I, I was the game. It was a it was a game ago. rush. It was a game rush Blockbuster. Sure. And so I was I was one of the game rush guys, and um, the crap one of the crappy things about Blockbuster was that you had to do inventory. <laughs> one of them. One. You had to, you had to do. Let him tell his story. You had to do inventory every two weeks. So every two weeks you had to scan everything in the store, mm-hmm. from the used games to the the movie discs to the candy in the in the cabinet in the back. Hey, Michael. Yeah. When did they do that? What time? Overnight. Yeah. Overnight, when after the, the store closed, closed at 10 the place o'clock. up at like eleven o'clock, or midnight, and then or whenever it was. There till four or five or yep. six in the morning, and always fun. And uh, you know, you appreciated the hours in, in in some ways, but they would release you from inventory. You know, they'd re- they'd stagger people's releases, so some people would get to leave at one, mm-hmm. some people get to leave at three, some people there till the bitter end. Looking and, at it from my point of view, on the upside, you don't have to deal with customers. There is that. There is that. <laughs> good good point, but, Craig. Um, this particular night, I had been on the closing shift, and then I was doing inventory, <laughs> and I was the last cut, and I was supposed to open the next morning. And they had recently brought in a oh, new geez. manager to my store that, that I didn't, we didn't super get along. And uh, she, I don't know what it was about me. I mean, I... It, I have a kind of personality where some people just don't care for me. That, that's, mm-hmm. it, it happens. Um, and she was one of those people. <laughs> and so she had kept me at inventory after my closing shift until I guess five in the morning. And I had to be back to open. And when I came back to open, I was 10 minutes late. Ooh. And I did not call to say I was going to be 10 minutes late. And so, cause you were driving. Oh my God. Ah! I mean, I was, I, I was not alert enough to oh, be too, you, super yeah. freaked out, but <laughs> I was thinking at least I was really in a mood of like, you know what? I'm here. Like just threw off. I'm here. All right. I was here. Yeah. What? Four or five hours ago. I'm yeah, exactly. Now. And, uh, and she, um, came up to me and she said, so you were late this morning? And I was like, yes. And she was like, did you call? And I was like, no. She was like, okay, well, I'm gonna have to write you up for that. <laughs> and I was like, sure blockbuster manager write me up that's gonna affect my life and i put it on your permanent record right 
And I just by, by that the way, thing will follow you around like like old luggage. No, by the no, way, job to job to job. Is that going to be eight and a half by eleven landscape? Yeah. Or because I'm going to go buy a frame. Well, on, on, on my break at this point, let's jump back in time a little bit to when I applied for the job and was Ooh, interviewed for it. Was hired. <laughs> and I had to, I had to go in for like orientation. <laughs> and I, I was in a room in the back of a blockbuster with like five or six people, and they were showing us like the old the video. You mm-hmm. know what I mean about yeah. working at blockbuster. And the district manager was going around and asking us, "Where do we see ourselves in fifteen years?" <laughs> not here. And it came around to me, and that is what I said. I said, "Well, probably not working at blockbuster." And this guy got offended at what I said well, and yeah. explained to me how long he had worked for blockbuster and. How many people he knew that had found good careers at Blockbuster? This and like guy scolded me for thinking I don't want to work at this Blockbuster in fifteen years. This guy is deluded. Absolutely, I wonder what he's doing now. I really do. <laughs> Not but, district but manager anyway, at Blockbuster. But anyway, my manager is going to write me up, and I'm like, fine. And I'm standing there at the register, and I'm ringing people up, and I'm just stewing about it, and I'm thinking like, I don't this crappy job. I don't. And so I, I make a decision, and I'm the kind of way once I make a decision, it's. It's it's happening. It's just once I decide I'm I'm done and I'm gonna leave, I'm out the door. Like chisel it doesn't matter stone. if I'm at work, if I'm at a party, if I'm at church, if I if in my mind I go, I'm done, I'm out the door immediately. And so I one I had one of my coworkers, here's the deal. This was back in the GameCube PlayStation 2 X, original Xbox era. And I owned a GameCube and an Xbox. And so I had one of my coworkers that was kind of one of my friends in the store. I told him, like, hey, go grab a used PS2 and ring it up for me. And he was like, okay. And I was like, put my employee discount on it. <laughs> he was like, okay. And he went and got one and took it to his register and rang it up. You're, and, you're making this work for you. Yeah. And I got <laughs> I got my my big 25% discount, whatever it was. And um, I rang up my last 10 customers. I just I, I just rang, I just gave them free whatever they were doing. I just was like, yeah, you're good. Go. I just rang it up and did like a discount down to zero and let them out the door. Like 10 customers in a row. And then when the line was empty... I went over to my friend's register and I handed him my card and he rang up my my discounted PS2 and I took my Blockbuster shirt off, I left it on the counter and I walked out with my PS2 in a bag and just walked out the door. Middle of my shift, never came back. <laughs> wow! <laughs> in the middle oh. of the shift. So I went home, I went home. Shirtless! Yeah, I and went. And played PS2. <laughs> I know, I went home and my mom had been taking a nap and she um, and she uh, she had woke up and she came out of the hallway and saw me in my bedroom sitting there playing my PS2 and she knew I was supposed to be at work all night and she was like, uh oh, what are you doing here? And I was like, quit mom, bought a PS2. <laughs> I support my decision. <laughs> And what did she say? She was like, <laughs> "Okay, I guess." Well, this, you know this what? Is a good work ethic. You know what, no. Michael? When I uh, when I got laid off of my job that I was at before the one I'm at now, uh-huh. um, I got laid off, and it was like days later yeah. that I went and bought an Xbox. <laughs> I was like, I got a lot of time on my hands. Right. I've got some money. I'm going to get an Xbox and three games. Well, part of what informed part, part of what informed my my quit also was that um, I a, three, a 360 was that. I, I, I had realized working at Blockbuster was not really working in video games, even though I was one of like the game rush managers. Sure. Or whatever. And there was a guy that owned two local video game stores that would come in our store a lot because um, he'd have a customer request, not be able to fill it. So he'd come in looking for something to buy from us just to resell to them to keep the customer happy. Sure. And, and I'd had several conversations with him and I knew that he was hiring. And so I, I left that Blockbuster and went into his store the next day and got a job there. And I ended up like managing his two stores for a while, and it was just a great opportunity. <laughs> and I was like, "Screw this blockbuster, I'm out." Wow. Well, thank you. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I'm just picturing you with a PS2 under your arm, no shirt, right? Just left beating, it on the counter, walking out the door, beating your chest, happy as can be. <laughs> I've never felt freer in my life. Did that manager ever call you? Oh no, I never. One of my friends told me that after I left, that 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 she was like freaking out and looking through like applications and trying to hire somebody like immediately, and and that because like the world's gonna grind to a halt because they're down one employee. Yeah, I know. (laughs) She, she, I remember having a conversation with her where she had scheduled me at a time where I was supposed to be in class, and um, and and she, you know, I had been hired before she came shortly before she came on, and I told her, hey, I can't work this shift, and she was like. I don't. I didn't know that. She's like, I thought you just had open availability, and I was like, who ha- who works at Blockbuster and has open availability? That manager. Who who is like I can managers? Li- yeah, district like, managers. I will literally drop everything and come to this Blockbuster any day of the week, any time of day if you schedule me. I have nothing else going on in my life. 
I made her go and look at my original application and see like the availability I'd set. And she was like, Oh, sorry. I guess we'll cover the shift. I was like, yes, you better. Cause I won't be here. <laughs> Whether you cover the shift or not is your yeah, decision. That's, that's, that sounds like a you problem. Anyway. Similar, similar to me walking out in the middle of this shift. Sounds like your problem, not mine. <laughs> I love that you didn't, you didn't quit right away. Right. That you waited you a few hours and yeah, stewed. And, I stewed about and it. Came up with a plan. A plan of attack. <laughs> well, basically, the uh, the moment she she gave you that, uh, I'm going to write you up. That's when the pilot light of irritation was right. lit. That's when, and the, just, that's when the check and engine then, light came and on. And like five minutes later, you put the pot on. Yeah. <laughs> and turned the heat to simmer. You know, yeah. turned it to low. And then it just slowly came to a boil. And then yeah. you're like, all right, I'm out. You're sitting there think, thinking like, like I remember sitting there thinking like, what do I want to buy before I leave here? What do I, what do I want to get a nice discount on before I'm out of here forever? While I still have money. Yeah. yeah. How many customers do I want to just give whatever they have for free? And in what order am I going to do these things? Yeah. And it was, it was a fun job while it lasted. And do I, I had... really want to keep this shirt? Yeah. Because they make you buy them. I don't remember if I bought that shirt or not. What year was this? Mm, 2004? Late 2004. Okay. Also different parts of the country. True. No. May, may have been different parts of the country. Were you living here? Different cities. Yeah. Could have been different well, cities. Well, when Could I have worked, been di- different stores. Well, Who when knows I, when I worked for Domino's, are. I did have to buy those shirts. Cause I, and I remember that when employees would quit, they would give other employees their shirts because we had to buy them. I remember that. You didn't want to wear that shirt every day. Mm. <laughs> yeah. See, now. Well, I, ha- I had three Domino's you, you shirts. Sa- you could have saved it. You could have saved that shirt for 10 years um, and then worn it again ironically maybe that'd be like imagine what? don't you wish you guys would have hung on to a blockbuster shirt now? i still have mine maybe. that you they really? made me buy i feel like oh that, yes awesome. I, i've worn it as a halloween costume when the, when the with last my one, name tag and everything wow. when the last one closes i want to see you in that blockbuster shirt okay, i'll dig this it up this is like this is like in, <laughs> this is like one of those episodes of next generation where a ship comes like back like from back in time and they're wearing the original series uniform yeah yeah, yeah. And they're all in the 23rd century uniforms and their first question is isn't where did you get those uniforms like they're wearing like the old red ones from the original from the movies right. you know like if mike were to if mike we've were been to in a, we've been in a temporal vortex for 70 years like if mike were to just show up at like a social gathering in a blockbuster yeah. shirt uh, yeah. not on halloween you know, right. just, with yeah. my lanyard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you have your lanyard? Um, I do, you could I, fake one easily enough. I do, but I couldn't find it when I was when I was making the costume. You All could, I could find was the name tag pin. Okay, because you could fake one easily enough. You could buy oh, a, sure, buy yeah. a lanyard and just yeah. you know Photoshop together the blockbuster video just blue a, and yellow like and, na- and then get plain get it navy blue cloth. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that'll wrap her up, boys okay. and girls. Thanks, thanks Michael. Th- thanks, guys. Fun. Whatever. Whatever. Hey, Dad. Old guy Tim. Yeah. How's it going? Good. Uh, So we're doing this uh, assemblage of stories from from people. Everyone's telling us uh, their best rage quit story. So what'd you quit and how ragey did you get? Not that bad. (laughs) I I suffered a a bout of anti-assholism. Okay. (laughs) And I told him, F- you, and I quit. <laughs> he said, you're fired. And I said, no, I'm not. I quit. As you were walking out the As door? I was walking out his door. Yeah. What job was this? It was a label manufacturer, a family business. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Oh, this, this makes the office look like. Perfectly, uh, perfectly, uh, a well-tuned, well-oiled machine. Two, two, finely tuned. Two families. Oh, two families own the business. Oh, and, that's that's that cannot go well. And the principals uh, didn't trust each other. Oh, so they were, they of course were, not. They were constantly watching to see what the other one was taking. <laughs> that they. Were they keeping track? Did they have you notebooks? Decided, you decided that that's enough of this I, noise. I saw you take two <laughs> pens, a pad of paper. Oh, it was worse than that. When they when they went to sell the business, roll a tape. This is just hearsay. I, I I can't prove this. Yeah, but when they went to sell the business, the company that bought them contacted the two owners, and when they were doing their uh, accounting of the business, you know. Yeah, and they said, "Why does?" XYZ company have a navy. What? 
a navy. Yeah, and the <laughs> and the one owner said, "What are you talking about? A navy?" He said, "Well, your partner just bought a forty thousand dollars sailboat and charged it off to the company." Oh, like you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the way they were. Okay. So that ended up in court. So you said, F you. No, this was after I left. Well, I understand, after. but that that was, yeah, you, you quit working for jerks. You saw what was happening, so, yeah. Decided you wanted out. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was in Nina? Nina. And you were living where? Nina. Which is how far away from Nina? Like three hours? Yeah. <laughs> it's not that far. Well, it was a sales job. I didn't have to deal with them very much. You just had to go up there every once in a while? Very seldom. Yeah. Not seldom enough. <laughs> Avoided that forever. Imagine how quickly you would have quit if you had to deal with them on a daily basis. <laughs> so what, yeah. what, what happened immediately prior to you getting fired slash quitting? Well, he, he used to send out daily memos. Now, back then... People wrote things down with a pen on paper. Sure. Yeah, and and he would send me this two part. Well, that was that was memo. kind of the the bedrock of your of your industry. They're printing, right? Well, yeah. But, <laughs> but he would send speaking me, of the office, <laughs> and he and they put them in the mail, and they'd mail them to you. And I'd get this envelope, and I'd open it up, and there would be these. And he sent me a bunch of. The, he was always sending them to me, and I threw them away. <laughs> Because I knew what I was doing. Yeah. I didn't need him right. telling me that Johnson Wax was down the road. You know. Oh, by the way, there's this big company in the city but where the you way, live where you could sell some paper. He would, he the, would the, the, con- the company that everybody knows is there yeah. that is one of the, the primary that, yeah. employers the, in, the, in the city. He would Pretty send, much built yeah, the city. He, yeah. he would send me this. <laughs> the one with the Frank Lloyd Wright buildings. <laughs> he, would, he would send me the, the sales lead. And then, and, and, and in that case, it was another guy's account. Oh, no. <laughs> Somebody wasn't doing it. That's like what Michael gave. Uh, he gave, who did he give? He gave all the, all the, all of his accounts oh, all the, to, he gave all the, to Andy his, his best accounts to Andy when he left. And Andy proceeded to lose, I think, every one of them during that episode. Well, like in in twenty minutes. Yeah, but the great moment was was when Phyllis and Stanley are looking at him, and Stanley's like, "Mother." <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, couldn't so to- couldn't, was, couldn't tolerate couldn't tolerate that was, him anymore. When you when you dropped uh, the f bomb, walked out the door, just got out of there. Boy. Good, good, when good you, for you. When you gave up on the label makers, uh, families, Dunder oh. and Mifflin. Okay, moving yeah. along. Okay, Bad. thanks. Bad. Thank you. I thought we were going to talk about the... Yeah, we are. Oh. And then now we're going to do the show. Oh. This is for something else. Yeah. That'll be clipped in um, to something that we'll, we'll probably post with my, with next my... spring when Craig's at a convention and he can't, we can't record. <laughs> and with... we need to find it, make up we, an episode. We, collect, we collected that, that, you know... Rage quit story from a bunch of different guests, and we're just going to string them all together for an episode. Yeah, I bet you. And that's the second one that we've done, or we're do, we're doing. We already have one, one of those waiting to go. The best ones I've seen, not didn't that I did. It was stuff that I saw. Oh sure, it total idiots. <laughs> yeah, and usually it's some young kid that that doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground. Quitting, throwing a yeah rage quitting. Yeah, coming in screaming and yelling, doing and like a like a. Paul Tuttle uh, Jr. Yeah, Thro- Pitch, throwing yeah. things through windows and breaking doors off and, of hinges and and walking a and everybody's sitting there going, "What the beep, hell's beep, wrong beep, with you?" Yeah, what's his prop? That just yeah. I mean, I some weirdos. Your gen- your generation is loaded with them. Oh, I just, got news for oh. you. Your generation had plenty of them yeah, too. Yeah. Every generation does. Yeah, but they <laughs> usually got killed in a bar fight. <laughs> Back when the day when if they didn't get killed in the war, back in the day the when war. one of the top yeah when one of the when one of the top five ways to die in this country was you know <laughs> heart disease, <laughs> car accident, bar fight, bar fight. <laughs> <laughs> cancer. That's the order no, they no, went no. in. No, I think... no they got to put Nazis in there somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> fighting or fighting Charlie them, fighting the fighting some yeah war Charlie. <laughs> Bar fight was high more people died. More people died in bar fights than died of cancer in the United States back in the sixties. I, I wasn't really? surprised. 
It was further up the list. It was in Wisconsin anyway. Yeah. In the Midwest. More bars per capita. Sure. I would would say it was more partial death. I mean, these guys that walk out of the bar fight never be the same again, you know. Yeah. They weren't dead, but the left half of their head was caved in. (laughs) So the right half of their body didn't work as well. Yeah, they twitched a lot. (laughs) Okay. All right. Are we ready? (laughs) Regular episode. Have to tack that you know, on to with, the end yeah. of the episode sometime. With, yeah. with my luck, one of the four people that's going to hear that story is that asshole that I, I told. You know, well, with, with our... Quit. So what? With our... What's he going to do? Yeah. Fire you again? No, he'll send Jesus after me. Well, he'll, send you a, he'll send you a memo. Yeah, send me a <laughs> memo. A, a harshly worded memo. I T- can't a, believe. A TPS report. Yeah. God, yeah. what a dick he was. Oh. <laughs> Well, with our anywhere between four and 200,000 listeners, it's possible that he, yeah, he will hear this. Hear it. Let's roll. All right. Uh, f*** you, Dunder. Or, or Mifflin. Whichever one. All right. Would he whatever me? I'd whatever me so hard. Hey, Andy. Hey. Welcome back. Thanks. So uh, <laughs> you, you helped us out Thanks. a little bit, a little bit <laughs> figuring out this new clip show that we're doing, right? Did I? Probably. Sounds yeah. like something I believe you did. Sounds like something Andy would do. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, it's it's called whoever we feel like we want to imitate presents whatever burger. Brilliant. <laughs> Not sure who. I think we know who the first the first person we want to imitate is, okay. but I haven't. Or they haven't been to the studio yet to record their part. So, uh, sure. oh, so it's going to be, you're going to imitate one of your guests. So that whole, no, no, no not imitate. necessarily. Oh, okay. Um, you'll have to wait and find out when this was the trip. It's going to be like Tom Brokaw or something. Like it that. could be <laughs> Tom Brokaw. Well, you hey. to, anyway, anyway, if, I don't know what Tom Brokaw if, sounds if like. If you're so, going to imitate somebody, it has to be somebody with a distinctive voice. Oh, it will be. Pattern I can, I speaking. can think of his voice, but I've never tried to do it before. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, um, you have to just do that weird thing with your L's <laughs> on the back of your throat or something. Yeah. Like that. Okay. Yeah. Tom Brokaw. Whatever. <laughs> now see, I'm just doing Daryl Hammond doing Tom Brokaw. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do the actual no, imitations. No, yeah. I just do the comedian who does the imitation. Yeah. So yeah. my George W. Bush or my sorry, my yeah. George Bush sounds like Dana Carvey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not gunda, you know that. <laughs> Not at this juncture. There were they, there was yeah. a. Um, I remember seeing a little snippet where they were interviewing. God, his fucking name. Um, he played he played the the Blue Raja in Mystery Man. Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria. Thank you. They were doing because he obviously does a whole ton of voices for the Simpsons and whatnot. Yeah. He, they were talking to, he it was one of the people who was interviewing, it was a little snippet of an interview, they were talking with him about Mel Blanc. Sure. And Barney Rubble. Sure. Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Damn near every character on Looney Tunes. But he said the unique thing about Mel Blanc, and he said something that, you know, even he as a, as a voice actor, he said, if I have two different characters and I want to speak w- as one of them imitating the other, it always ends up just sort of being a blend of the two characters. So if he wanted to be Apu, who's trying to sound like Homer or something like that, then... Not that Hank Azaria does Homer, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, buddy. Um, but he, his, his, Hank Azaria's imitation of, uh, what's his name doing Homer? Whose name well, I can't but what, he said, what he said is Dan when... Kessler. The guy when that you, does thank you. There. Um, Aww, puppy dog. Well, look at that. He is desperate for some crotch he, smells. He just got right up on you. He smells. Mr. He's Wind. practically blowing you he's, right now. He smells, Mister. He smells, Mister Windsor. Mm-hmm. Is that what you call it? No. <laughs> I just can't wait till the next time I talk to your wife. <laughs> so, how are Mr. things Mr. with Mister Windsor? Mister Windsor's a new. Mister Windsor's a new puppy. Aww. Um. But uh, Mister, but uh, he he made a he made a comment. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> that dog loves you. Okay. Anyway, um, but he said when he tries to when he tries to make a character try as as a character imitating another character, it always comes out as a as a blend of the two of the two characters. Right. Um, and he said, and that's that's pretty much how it ends up with almost anybody. He said, but with Mel Blanc, 
he had the ability that his Donald Duck doing Bugs Bunny sounded different than Bugs Bunny doing Donald Duck. <laughs> <laughs> he said for no he said for most everybody else, he said, he said that was Mel Blanc's brilliance was that he could actually make it, you you could tell the difference between he could Bugs dial Bunny, dial one up and dial the other down right to enough that you could tell which one was trying that's to imitate funny. the other and he said that's he said it's it's almost unheard of the ability to do that yeah, every so, so often there's somebody in the voice acting realm that just has some right insane thing going on like you've right. heard as long as we're just gonna dive off topic <laughs> Billy sure. West we, we could just cut this into the middle of the actual show sure sure Billy West ta- <laughs> Billy West talks about um the guy who did popeye back in the day okay um and if you've listened to the old school popeye from like you know when we were kids popeye's got (laughs) popeye's got like two voices going on because the guy who did the voice learned how to do tube and throat singing so you can get like your your vocal cords are making a sound and then like the back of your throat is making a sound okay and he would have like so it's you know and then also and then there's also like this that's behind it. Like, listen to old, and he said, like, Billy West spent time trying to figure out how to do that. Hmm. He's like that dedicated to figuring stuff out, and that was why that that was why no Popeyes after the original Popeye sounded like Popeye quite he, the same way because this guy could do this thing with his throat that nobody else could figure out how to do. Interesting. Who, who was that? The original Popeye? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so was was voice acting a, a a previous career you had, Andy? That you rage quit? No. Oh, okay. Because that's what we were supposed so what to be did talking you... about. <laughs> okay, what'd you quit and how ragey did you get? Um, I rage quit DDO. Dungeons and Dragons Online. Yeah. Okay. I, I rage quit that. Computer game, yeah. Um, it's uh... <laughs> not our first uh, gaming rage quit yeah. story. No, no. And it's, not, and it's not that it's not that exciting of a story because I just, it was one of those things I just got fed up. I, I think I walked into an area and just the screen just turned into utter mayhem i mean it was just it was you know i at this point i think i was playing a 10th level character and i walked into a a particular uh, adventure room and just it started going on all over the place um it my computer was just not even remotely able to keep up with any of it and i just you know type type in a fucking key to do something and 5 seconds later it might react to it and it just and I just I just watch my health bar just vanish. <laughs> I was like Pfft. you're just like nothing is happening. Right. And it was one of those things you're well, dying. you know, you have to go in with other characters, but if you don't have other people to play with and you pick up these uh hirelings and the hirelings just you know, they have basically one job. And I think I had three hirelings with me. I went into this room and it was just like, what the f-? And just, it was like uh, apocalypse happened on screen. And I just said, it. I'm done. I shut down the account and I never went back. And he threw his computer out the window <laughs> and hit so the mailman in the head. I, you know, I've, I've had the, I, I know Craig is, is you're the, you're into horror movies mm-hmm. um, pretty heavily. And I have sort of the same, one of the same things with horror movies as it comes with games. It, it's not, I don't think it's a challenge to make a game hard. You you can you can easily make a game hard. You can easily make a game impossible. You can ramp up a you know, you could ramp up a boss to, you know, some absurd number of hit points or right. some so absurd amount just, of armor. It just takes yeah, and it's a just, lot of work and maybe getting lucky and Right. And it it's, to me it's not you know, the real challenge is to make something creatively difficult that there are solutions that can be figured out it doesn't have to be the same solution there are multiple ways around it um and for the horror movies it's sort of the same thing it's like you know you can you can splash blood from six different directions on screen but doing a horror movie that's that's know, truly creative that's truly and, terrifying and, and kind right. of hits you in the gut and right. really those, yeah, plays those are, on your right those are imagination real, those yeah, are real, those are real achievements yeah. yeah those are real achievements to be able to to, to do something to that extent and that's why when, when <clears throat> I mean, I blood and gore are nice, the, you know, decapitation, they, they have their and, place, right. And, it's, and you do have, to, and, and you do have to have some, some form of that. Cause you can't have, you know, hundred percent new content 
pull a spine straight out of somebody's neck. Right. <laughs> Plays a xylophone. Makes, on I was saying, I was gonna say, it makes like a xylophone <laughs> <laughs> sound. So that was that was my rage quit. Was DD. awesome. I never went back. All right. Well, thank you. And I think uh, there there may be one one more uh, tagged on on the end of this uh, from Craig. Mm-hmm. And then and Craig, I don't really have Craig's one. Rage quit is going to be Nerdburger. <laughs> We've talked about that being that's, the case eventually. That, that, that's the, yeah, the final that, rage quit. That no. would be funny if, no. if Craig rage quit and you said, all right, well, I guess that's what I'm going to do this week is well, put we together could, the last episode you know of the Burger. We, and... we could save the rage quit clip show yeah. for the last episode. Yeah, we could. <laughs> and let it be, like the, let, the, sure. let, let, let the ending of it be you and me screaming at each other. <laughs> Mike and Craig rage Bunch quit of sound effects of things hitting the floor and crashing sure. into the walls. Breaking windows and, you know. Because we've joked enough times about how one of Flame us is just, one of us is just going to flip out on the other one at some point. That's <laughs> how that's how off. we should end the show. It should, it's going to have to be a gunfire. It's going to have to be a dual rage quit. Yeah, we're going to have to rage quit at the same time. Well, we'll come up with a little a little scenario. None you, of this is going. You can to have some sort. Like, we'll some come sort up of... with a scenario, and we'll we'll improvise our way through a gigantic argument. You'll have to do something like Craig will say, "Fuck you, I quit," and Mike's going to say, "No, fuck you, I quit," and you'll just go back and forth with. Which one of you quit first? <laughs> Why can't this go go in there? And pe- people will think they'll expect it to come, and then 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 it won't. It'll be something else, <laughs> or it'll be that. You're the spectacular. Editor. You're the editor. Go we'll do, f- do what you're uh, gonna we'll do. figure it out. Okay. Thank thanks again. You're welcome. Put the fucking letters on the whatever burger. So here we are nearing the end of uh, rage quits on whatever burger. Sure. Uh, and Craig. You you you've got one. It turns out I do. So um, uh, what'd you quit and how ragey did you get? Well, it worked like this. Um, it's a gaming thing. Surprise, surprise. Um, years ago, my gaming group would play D and D on Saturday afternoons, and in the evenings, we would sometimes play other games or we'd watch a movie or whatever. And uh, we uh, we started playing a game called Talisman. It's a board game. This is the second edition, I believe, of Talisman it's from years ago. And it was basically D&D on a board game. You know, you ran around and you killed stuff and you got loot and eventually you got to, had to get powerful enough to get to the center of the board and win. And there were expansion boards that came for the game where you could go to the city or the dungeon or to a place called Timescape. Timescape? Which, yeah, Timescape, Ooh. which was filled with all this weird science fiction stuff that got slammed you know, sideways into your D&D style board game. And some of it was overpowered. Or at least that's what we all decided when we saw Re- it in action. Relative to the, the rest of the game. Relative. There was there were three items in particular that you could go in there and get, and you would just start whooping ass everywhere. The owner of the game, um, Josh, who we've had on the show. This is not um, uh, local Josh, regular Josh. This is Milwaukee Josh. Milwaukee Josh. Um, he owned the game and would regularly, when we played this game, get into Timescape, find all three of those items, and then just start stomping all over the place and just well, yeah, swinging why- his around and it was terrible and why wouldn't you if you knew that they were there (laughs) yes until one day when when i was at about 51 percent actual anger and 49 percent this will get a reaction out of everybody and these are my friends and we're going to have a fun and fun moment i reached over and i punched him (laughs) really really hard not like gonna put you in the hospital hard but gonna leave a bruise hard like punched him where i think just in the shoulder upper arm and kind of thing oh like he was next to me where you punched me yeah well we got paid for that (laughs) that's true we made like five bucks off of it three dollars yes okay so i punched him and uh um i don't recall specifically if that was the last game of talisman we played but it was certainly the downward spiral to the end if it wasn't the last um game and as it turns out we do have josh here the subject of the punching hey josh it was the last it was the last (laughs) (laughs) nice um it was that was second edition talisman right yes it was and what were the do you recall what are the three items in timescape that you would always find Uh, the power armor yep the armor there was like a levitation thing that allowed you to have unlimited items because you normally were no no that was there's the anti-gravity platform which allows you to carry any number of items in any zone yeah Whereas in the base game, there was a horse and cart that allowed you to carry like eight additional items, but you couldn't bring it into the dungeon. Sure. Well, you could bring the anti-grav platform anywhere. Anywhere. So you could just have 40 items and just run around and beat things up. And then what was the other Uh, thing? There was the power armor, which was the best armor in the game, and it made you stronger. (laughs) Yeah. 
And then there was the power fist, which was one of the top three weapons in the game. Yeah, and you got those things probably 75% of the time because, that we played. Because the Timescape deck was small comparatively. And so there was, was, there was a trick. There was a trick. There was a way you had to do a certain thing. There was a trick to getting into some of these boards. You couldn't just wander into them. You had to like do things. You had to find the so, way in. And yes. Josh knew the game so well that he was able to actually just kind of play well, the numbers in, or, in, or figure out how to... In this particular yeah. instance, Craig, yeah. it was that the three characters I was dealt to select from in the start, one of them started at the beginning of Timescape. That would happen too, yeah. He'd start in Timescape and we'd be like, <laughs> seriously? Josh, really? And then he'd go, wander, 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 equipment, 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 whoppa! And he'd walk out of Timescape <laughs> with like the three most, three of the most powerful things in the game, yeah. So yeah, uh, that was the last game, was it? It was. No, so that was my rage quit officially. Um, although it did live on, um, particularly with Eric and Alice, um, who were players in the game up there too, where for probably a year afterwards, once in a while, when I pl- made the irritated voice, I would hear <laughs> from the other side of the room, often from Eric, but occasionally from Alice, I would hear, watch out, he's going to punch somebody. <laughs> I probably got a half a dozen of those over the course of a year afterwards where it just crept back up. Yeah, Yeah. it it lived on in people's memories. So that's my rage quit, everybody. (laughs) Awesome. (sighs) Thank you for uh, helping to refresh my memory on that, Josh. No problem. Thank you for causing it in the first place. (laughs) You are also welcome. (laughs) Whatever. 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 Where can they find... Where can they find us? <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> you can find Craig and Mike at the bottom of my skin pit putting lotion on each... Uh, uh, I mean, at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on Facebook and Twitter, or email them at nerdburgershow at gmail.com. Join us next time on Whatever This Is. You know, guys, I'm really upset with you. I, I could have been brought to do so much more on the show, but you just wanted variations on my catchphrases. It's insulting, really. I mean, Hannibal Lecter is intellectual and quirky, and everybody loves him, even when he mispronounces Chianti. And that Red Dragon guy, he's a family-murdering psychopath with a mirror phobia, but he's handsome, and he has a club palate, and he gets a girlfriend for about seven seconds, and suddenly he's sympathetic. But what about girl Jamie Gum? He gets a nickname referencing the football team that couldn't close the deal for four straight years of Super Bowls, and you bastards turned me into a performing monkey. This is bullshit. I'm leaving.